Hey, it's Kathy. I wanted to drop some bonus episodes this week and share a few pieces from the workshop that we're doing. I want to tell you something else that's really exciting, which is that I created the most epic signature course I've ever created. It's a combination of all of the programs that I have taught that mean the most to me. And we have a new program called Drumroll Please, Boldly Abundant, Elevate Your Worth, Ignite Your Wealth. This class is the guide to prosperity. This is about fully understanding the inner work that needs to unlock so that you can allow riches into your life. And also what are all the financial opportunities available to you? You will leave this program understanding all the different strategies that are incredible opportunities for you. Financial planners will be a part of this. You will understand investing You will understand starting a business. You will understand scaling a business. We will have experts in all different fields from career building to getting paid more at your current job to understanding what it is that you need to do right now that will elevate your wealth. So it is both the inner work as well as the steps to take. You can go to kathyheller.com slash bold and it will be a three-month immersion program. There is a gold level. There is a VIP level. This is the program for women who are ready to be bold and fierce and fully allow themselves the permission to be rich. And what does that mean? It means asking for more. It means raising your self-worth. It means setting boundaries, but it also means taking decisive action and having that true financial literacy so you understand what is available to you. Whether you're a nine to fiver and you want a better job, how do you get a better job? If you're a nine to fiver and you want to get more money, how do you ask for more money and how do you get that raise? If you're on the entrepreneur path, how do you start a business? If you're on the entrepreneur path and want to scale your business or raise your rates, how do you do that? And if you just want to understand investing and you want to understand compound savings and all the different ways that you can start to really let money work for you, this class is going to feel like the most bold decision you've ever made in terms of your self-worth and in terms of your net worth. Self-worth and net worth are intrinsically linked. This is the program that will set you free so that 2024 is the most wealthy, abundant, bold year of your life. Go to kathyhill.com slash bold and make that decision that you're giving yourself the gift to give yourself full permission to be the most abundant version of yourself. kathyheller.com slash bold. I can't wait to see you guys pour in there and then we're going to spend three months together. So today I'm going to share this workshop that we did yesterday in case you missed it. Take a listen. Welcome back. I love seeing you came back. It is so fun to be with you. We have so much fun planned. We're going to talk today about money. We're going to talk today about making money. We're going to talk today about what are the things you need to do. Last week, we focused a lot on who do you need to be, right? I would say 90% of what moves the world, just like an atom, is 99% energy and less than 1% particle. I would say most of what's happening is the alignment, the energy. But then once we are connected, we're tapped in, we're turned on, what are the actions to take? Because you can't just sit there in your living room, meditating all day and think that that alone, right? Because there's something to be said for being in flow. And when people are in flow, whether it's Leonardo da Vinci or whether it's Michelangelo or whether it's Malcolm Gladwell writing books, there's an action that's called inspired action. Write that down. And when we take inspired action, we get, you can write this down, massive results. Now, inspired action comes from being in flow state. And so when you're in flow state, 
you're so excited to create. You don't just sit on the floor and meditate. And so sometimes people misunderstand like, well, if I just have a high vibe, I could just sit here and everything's just going to fall through the ceiling and all the blessings just land in my lap. It's like, well, there's a yes and to that. The people who have actually created the most amazing lives, there is a way in which they move through the world. There is a way in which they're taking action, but it's not coming from pushing. It's not coming from asserting. It's coming from flow. And so we're going to talk this week about what are the things that you need to do. But in order for me to even get you to that place, I had to walk you through last week sort of this, as I call it, like a physical therapy that has to do with our energetic alignment so that we can actually now understand what the action actually is, what it does, as opposed to making action everything. All right. So we have a special guest today. We're going to talk a little bit about money with her. Then I'm going to go into some pieces, just me and you. So in that song, right, there's always like a method to the man is why I pick what song. What words stand out to you the most? What's the message for you? Can't hold me back. Bravery. Badass. Yeah. So I love when she says, I'm a force of nature that you can't ignore. That's it. That's the money shot. That's the move. That's what I was just talking about. When somebody moves through the world, it's something to be seen when they are like a force of nature. They're not asking for anyone's permission. They don't need anybody to tap them in. They are it. And they're just moving through it. And they are giving life to everything around them because they don't need anyone's permission. And so I see so many women who grew up to be people pleasers. And they are constantly making sure that everybody is okay and they're getting everybody's permission, whether they know it or not. And it is time to put your crown on, put your shoulders back and to be who you came to be. And you are still going to be empathetic. That's your nature. And you're still going to be kind, but you are a force. And there should be a feeling of reciprocity in your life. You teach people how you want to be treated. And you do that with love and with grace. And guess what? People actually love when somebody has a boundary, when somebody has a capacity to receive, because it feels good when people are in that, that degree of self-worth. It feels really good to actually give to those people. And so you'll notice that without saying a word, without pushing, without forcing, without asserting, when you just are in that place, you will just notice how people are so happy to show up and just take good care of you because you are taking that care of yourself. And so we're going to get into more of this today. I'm going to bring my friend Hillary on for about 15, 20 minutes because there are some stuff that you don't even realize that you need to know as like recently as yesterday. Like we need to have this down and I want to bring her on to share a little bit. So Hillary, welcome. Welcome to this awesome Monday with all these amazing women. Nice to see you. I saw you last week. Amazing. Look at the vibe already in the chat. I love this group. I love everything about it. So let's talk about money. Let's talk about financial literacy. Let's talk about what you said to me last week. I love this line that this is the last frontier of feminism. Yeah. What do you think we need to all know about money that we might not know? Uh, Many years ago, I found myself with formal training in economics and a certified financial planner designation and over a half a million dollars of collateralized and uncollateralized debt. So it hit me hard that the book learning doesn't produce the results if your way of being, your relationship to money 
doesn't match, right? So you have to have both. And life humbled me. So I pulled my fully rented, my leased BMW into the gas station to get a a tank of gas. I couldn't even afford to put gas in my tank because I was running around with, I had the emblems of wealth confused with the reality of wealth. You would have loved to have drinks with me or dinner with me because I would have paid for it. And you would have thought, Hillary's arrived. And that's exactly what I would have wanted you to think because I thought that that would make you like me. And I ran myself into the ground. Financially speaking, I had a FICO score in the four or five hundreds. And hey, all that's different. I'm living in Puerto Rico. My husband and my personal net worth is in the eight figures. And that's a number that's real. And I share that with your audience because I want whoever they are to know that anything is possible. As soon as you get in what you might call right relationship with wealth, the direction of money in your life, the flow changes, right? So I was in a situation where money was always going out. I was always doing the wrong things. And as soon as I realized that it really was those strongly held beliefs from my past that were running the show, I was able to rewrite, re-narrate my story about money. And I know that's a lot of what you teach. Wow, that is a mic drop. So Hillary and I know each other. She's an amazing human being. She's an amazing mom. She really is so powerful in so many ways. But I think one of the things that we all just saw her demonstrate is her willingness to be vulnerable and her willingness on her own, where she in her own life had the courage to face up to what eventually caught up with her, which was a dysfunctional relationship with money. And by having the courage to fully go all in and understand what was happening, as opposed to burying her head in the sand, not only was she able to course correct, but she was able to course correct to such a degree that she has made so much real wealth. And now she's helped so many women because she knows your address, right? So she can get you home to where you really want to be because she knows where you've been. She has been financial planning. She's been podcasting. She's been speaking. She's done a lot to help at this point, thousands and thousands of women. So let's go into that a little bit. And I will just say that for those of you who are already in the program, I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate your courage. I want to celebrate your choosing seriously to draw a line in the sand like Hillary and I have done at different points in our life and to say, this is it. This is the year. I'm not just going to come up with the same results year after year. I'm going to make a difference. If that feels like that's what this was for you and you did that, I'm really proud of you. So those of you who are in will be spending time with Hillary. But let's talk a little bit. What does that mean to you that you were able to assess something dysfunctional around your belief with money? Let's talk about what you found underneath that rock. What was there? You know, when I got honest with myself, and it really comes down to at some point in your developmental years, like money is very conceptual. It's hard for kids to understand the nature of money. So some grown-up says something about money and you go, oh, that's how money is. That's what I need to know about money. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money is dirty. Money's the root of all evil. You hear someone say this and it becomes the way money is for you. And I grew up in a, we were middle class and, you know, my mom was a good saver and she would not, she gave me $5 to spend on my friend's birthdays. And I was like, this isn't enough. If Kara, my my pen pal in second grade, the brand name thing I wanted to give her, right? And so I decide there's never enough money. So the minute I can, I'm spending more than I can afford on things so that I can impress you. 
And when I realized that that belief was running the show, also, my parents got divorced. Dad didn't want to pay child support. He said, I don't want your mother to have that kind of power over me. Ooh, that's so and big. I thought, I didn't know money was power. Oh, I got it. That's power, right? And so I was running around like, I need to prove to these people that I'm already rich because money is power. The thing I want most in the world is to be taken seriously, to get respect. Meanwhile, money is flowing out faster than I can earn it. And it was like, oh, finally, the authenticity, the opportunity to reauthor that. And I mean, I said, I'm going to do everything differently about money. I spent $8 a day on food for a couple of years years ago, okay? I mean, I kept myself in a budget, but that was because I had to relearn how to be about the income that was real in my life. I mean, now the income numbers are far different, far, far different. But for the first time, I was able to have integrity, say and do the same thing at the same time. And then I experienced that money responds to command, commands, money responds to actions. So you, ha- I learned how to have action, how to have conversations that bring more money into my life. Money is a tool of empowerment and I'm in a place in life where I can be with women in a way that empowers them to build assets around themselves so that we can live the lives that we want to live. So we can leave the people we need to leave. So we can be with the people we need to be with. So we can build the enterprises and leave the world with with the legacy we want. Without those kinds of tools, I find that women are left disempowered and there's a lot of shame, honestly. So money is a thing that has emotional impacts. We are up thinking money follows success. So if you don't have money, you must be unsuccessful. And I find a lot of women are really living in silence silence and disappointment about money. So it's a great honor for me to have a role in that circle where we can uncover those things. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. Like everybody needs to hear this every day, like have your morning coffee and listen to Hillary, because as I've said all all week last week, it's really not even as much of what someone's saying is the embodiment of what they're saying. And what's so awesome about being in your presence is there is full embodiment in every word. There is full authenticity. That is powerful. So then every single thing you're saying, it's not just something you're saying. We feel it in your cells. We feel that you have actually traversed that ocean and it gives us that newfound possibility. We can feel it. You talked about what is just so true, which is the underscoring of the belief, right? And I said this earlier last week, you you can't have more of something you have a dysfunctional relationship with. You just can't. And so there is so much unconsciousness around things that we hold and believe and all of the work that has ever been done has gone back to to show that what you think and believe directly correlates to what you do and how people receive you. And so that is an action, whether you think it is or not. And as you said, money is this very powerful neutral tool, which can be used for good. And it responds to action. It responds to action. It's like a car. You can't steer from a parked car, right? You could have this amazing Tesla or this amazing Ferrari or whatever it is. But if you don't turn it on and move it, it doesn't move for you. But it exists. It's there. But it's asking you to 
you know, either charge it or put gas in it and get in it and move it. And once you know how to do that, it works really well. I know you're going to be with me being a part of this program, and it's going to be amazing for people to get access to your beautiful brain and knowledge and heart. Let's talk about one thing. What's one thing if somebody's saying to you right now, I don't have any money, I have this much in my bank account, and I'm in debt, what's one one tiny thing that they can think about doing, right, once they understand mm-hmm. this belief a little bit, that might make a difference in the way that their money starts to respond? We are brought up, taught that talking about money is rude. It's impolite. Yes, right? that's true. But imagine building a career or a romantic relationship if you couldn't ask for the job, interview for the position, say, I'd like to take you to dinner tomorrow night, right? Communication is really what distinguishes us from the animal kingdom. And I think most of the people in this group will be shocked if they really take a look at the things they're actually saying about money. For the most part, we're not talking to other people about money. You might be talking to your romantic partner about money. But for the most part, we're talking to ourselves about money. So I, the first thing I always recommend people do is keep a money journal. Really get honest about the things you're saying to yourself and other mm-hmm. people about money. In the beginning, you might find that you actually think in feelings about money. So a bill comes in. What do you feel? Do you feel dread? You feel shame? You feel regret? You feel something about your relationship with your mother, right? It does go that deep. And so to get it out of you, get it cataloged, do that for 30 days. I think it'll change your life. It's the same thing with food. You know, it's like you want to lose weight, start to become conscious of where you're unconscious all day because you don't realize that you thought you ate three chips, you ate the whole bag. You don't realize that you thought you got your steps in. You sat on the couch the entire week. Like when you start to become conscious of how you move and how you eat, you realize I haven't drank any water for four days. And next thing you know, you start to make different decisions before you leave us for now. What do you want people to know that they really need to know before they go to sleep tonight? What do you want them to know about money? What do you want them to know about what's available and what you're going to teach a little bit more in this program that really could change their life? Oh, there's so much. The one thing question. First of all, I'm so excited to be with you in this program. I just want to acknowledge those of you who are who are jumping in, who are here. This chat is on fire. These people on this call are just absolutely doing the work, right? So to be on a Zoom call and be interacting like that in a chat, the vibe is up. The vibe is up. One thing I want you to know is the thing that most universally people say to me after we have walked together to transform relationship with money, but their results around money is Hillary. The confidence and pride that I feel is unmistakable and it was unpredictable. So I thought I was doing this just so I could retire or I could have a better paying job, or I could buy that car, or I could finally go on vacation every year. But in reality, what transforming your relationship with money does for you is it alters who you be in a room. It alters who you are for yourself. Your shoulders are back. Your eye contact is strong. Like you said 10 minutes ago, I'm a force of nature, and I don't need your permission to be acknowledged in this room. And that really is the universal Ugh. thing people say to me uh, on the other side of it. I love how you just said that back to me. I don't need your permission to be acknowledged in this room. 
I think that we are so unaware that we walk around waiting for somebody to give us permission. And that has to change. And I will also just say, for those of you who are starting to think a little bit about what Hillary's saying, as it relates, as I, I made the analogy to like losing weight, right? If you sit down, like I've had so many of these people on my show, Jillian Michaels and all the rest, you actually sit down with them and you want to know like, what is the actual how? It's so simple. It isn't hard. It's drink a lot of water because you should. You're mostly made of water. Get some movement in every day. Not a lot, a little, little movement. And just be conscious that you're eating healthy food and you will literally drop the weight. Like literally you'll just drop weight and people go, no, that can't be it. And it's like, it's actually not hard. But here's the thing. It takes radical honesty. It takes tremendous self-love and it takes commitment. And it's actually similar with money. Money is everywhere. It's all around us. You didn't create the market. The market is trillions of dollars. There's people spending money and giving money and exchanging money all day long, all around you. There's so much of it. It exists. So much of it exists. What you need to do, and we're going to talk now as after Hillary goes about in terms of business, but she's going to come back and talk to you in terms of just your financial literacy. Are you saving money? Are you consciously investing money? Because we're talking about tiny little things that start to add up to a lot, just like losing weight. Like you don't want to, if you're healthy, you don't want to lose five pounds in a week. But you lose a half a pound every week consistently, you're just done. Like it just becomes a habit forever. You're good, right? I think what happens is we get so overwhelmed, Hillary, with the money story or the weight story or whatever it is. And we just, like I said, you can't steer from a parked car. We just stay in a parked car. We don't take that one little step. Why? We don't believe it's possible and we don't really love ourselves enough to show up for a different possibility. So the last thing I want to ask, when you said at the beginning, I, I reminded you that you said this, that this yeah. is the last frontier of feminism. What does that mean to you? Why do you equate women having changed their relationship with money in that sort of like, this is the last frontier of feminism. What does that mean that it's the last frontier? Why are you putting that in the same conversation as feminism? Because I think mm. that's a really empowering thought. I once had a client who said to me, and she had started a business and her friend was a nurse. And she said, I shared with my friend that I went from earning $100,000 a year to $220,000 a year. And my friend started crying and she said, I can't believe you told me that. I never wanted to know that about you. Mm -hmm. I'm absolutely, I'm mortified and uncomfortable that I know that women should never, never talk about money. And she said, my client said to me, I actually, like the friendship was in question. The break of intimacy was so great for her and her friend, for her friend, that her friend said, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. And I, you know, they healed that relationship, but this, broke my heart. And I don't think that that person, her friend, is the only woman on the planet who feels that way. So we're taking ground in terms of responsibilities in the household. We're in the boardroom. We're having children later or not, or having children earlier, or, you know, we're taking ground in all the places except for what I see in the realm of money, and believe me, because I'm working for Silicon Valley executives, don't think that they have the money thing worked out. 
And in some cases, I see women perpetrating this, we'll call it patriarchy. It's just the opposite of feminism, I guess, on each other. We perpetrate it on ourselves. You ask yes. 99 women, what would That's you do correct. if you won the lottery? They'll tell you, I would give it away. I'm going to write a book called Keep It For Yourself. Yeah. Right. And so I just think this work is so important. It's important to bring it into the lexicon and into the dialogue to find and create spaces where women sit shoulder to shoulder with one another. And I know, I know for a fact that you want me to be more financially successful. And you know for a fact that I want you to be more financially successful. That's rare. That's rare. It's because it's for most huge. people, there's a cap above this. You should not go right. Oh, I don't, I don't need that much money. I don't need to be rich. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> yeah, maybe you do. You, you guys feel this. You can feel it, right? It's triggering in a bad way and a good way, right? Cause you can feel what it activates in you. We're talking about your grandmothers and your mothers and your great grandmothers did so much to get you to a place where you have a spot at the table. But so many women won't go take their spot. There's so much passed down that you don't even realize. You know, I had Dr. Gladys. I don't know how many of you know Dr. Gladys. She's 103. She's amazing. And she's an OBGYN. And she initially started her life living in Asia because her parents, I think, were missionaries. And so, but her dad was also a doctor. And anyway, she's 103. You know what she said to me? She said, Kathy, you know what the first problem is that starts all of this? She said, women have been conditioned to give birth on their back. At the beginning of life, when a mother is giving birth, it doesn't make any sense, right? When you go into a hospital, she goes, a woman is like this. A woman's supposed to be squatting in her power. And she said what I used to say, she said she used to say this to the doctors who were training her, this doesn't make any sense. She doesn't even have the support of gravity. Like she should be, and it's like, no, because there is this sort of unconscious way that we are sort of taught and told, like, you are not in your power and we're here to help you. It's like, move out of the effing way. She's got this, right? And so she started to change that in her own practice and the births were better. And by the way, I did that with my first daughter. We put the, they're called squat bars. The bed actually turns into a different kind of a, it like it's a transformer. And then I actually did that. And it was the most empowering experience of my life to be standing and to have this baby. And my husband's like, you sure you can do this? Like you didn't train for this. And I was like, I got it. But we don't recognize our power and we're afraid of it. You know why? Because the world is afraid of it. Women, you know, if you look even in nature, the female energy in its prime, it's the wild, fiery, it's a tornado. And in its prime, the masculine energy is like a bedrock of safety, right? If you look at nature, that is really the way it's in its alignment. In humans, that is so scary for people that a woman in her alignment is a force that we ourselves now believe and sort of pass down to ourselves and to each other that we need to rein that in, right? Rein it all in. And it's actually the complete opposite because women innately will do good things with their power. And so we need to claim it. It's time to claim it. Hillary, you are an incredible role model. 
You're an amazing human being. On top of all of this, and I don't need to get into it, and if you feel like doing that, you will later when we come back, but you've been required in the last few years to have the most courage that is imaginable with what you've gone through with your daughter. And I'm in awe of you, honestly. Your kindness, your goodness, your strength, your compassion. It is truly such a model for women. And the fact that you can be that kind of human being and you can have this relationship with money of anyone that people should be listening to, it's you. So thank you for coming in today. And oh, we'll the see awe is inside. reciprocated, my friend. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that. One day you reached out to me to have you on your podcast so many years ago. I can't wait to contribute to the folks in your group. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. Bye. Bye, honey. You guys, how are you feeling? Isn't she amazing? There's so much to get into with this. There's so much to get into. So let's talk a little bit about the business, right? Tiesto says, let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. What needs to happen? First, we understand. We're starting to understand that the beliefs, that your energy, that's step one. That's really like step one through eight. And then step nine and 10 is what you're going to go do now, right? If I were to paint the walls in my house, what do I need to do first? What do you put on the walls first? The paint? No, you got to prime those walls. If you don't put primer on the walls, How's it going to look when someone paints your house? It's going to look horrible, right? So we need, it's just like Marie Kondo. The first thing we got to do before your house gets clean, it gets messier first. We got to take everything out, put it all out, and then start to become aware. What's here and what needs to go and what needs to stay? So that's the beliefs. That's the energy. Now, once we've done that, now we can go ahead and create something new. We take some action. So how many of you want to get to your first 100K in your own business? Amazing. How many of you want to go beyond six figures at this point? You're ready to make seven figures. You've already made six figures. Awesome. So I've been there and I understand it. And I understand it from sort of the internal world. And I also understand it from what we need to do about it. So what do you think is required to make your first $100,000? Just take your best guess. What do you think you need to make $100,000? Because I will tell you, you can find the evidence of millions of people who've made $100,000 and multiple hundreds of thousand dollars because guess what? It's so doable. It really, 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 really is. And once you make your first hundred grand, you can easily scale to a million. Because you at that point have proof of concept. You validated something. We can now scale. So the hardest, right, is just the beginning. The first five clients is the hardest part. After that, it literally is smooth sailing once you understand what action to take and what is not important action to take. So let me just look at what you said. Okay, so the first thing is you need to find the idea, right? We need to have that thing, which, well, how do we know if it's the idea, by the way? So there's something called an ikigai. An ikigai is an amazing Japanese word. It's a Venn diagram. It's the intersection of three points. And this helps you to understand your purpose, but also it helps you understand how you can make money. The ikigai says that there are three places that line up. What you love to do, what you're good at doing, and here's the last thing, what the world needs. 
what the world needs. So sometimes you might love to do something and you might be good at it, but the world doesn't necessarily need that from you. So in order to know if something is a business, what makes something a business and not a hobby? What's the difference between a hobby and a business? Money, economics. A hobby is something you might enjoy, you might be good at, okay? A business is something somebody pays you for. Why? Because they either need or want it. They need or want it. So as Seth Godin, one of my mentors said to me, a business requires two words, radical empathy. A business is an amazing way to become the best version of yourself because guess what? You're making something someone needs or wants. So the best people in business understand what people need and want. So to get to your first $100,000, what's going to be required based on what I just said? What do you need to do if radical empathy is at the base of a business? Because a business means someone pays for something they need or want. What does every great business do all the time? And what do they do in the beginning that they continue to do? Yep, research. Yep. They engage with their audience. They understand their buyer. Tell me right now that idea that you said that you have. Who is it for and do you know what they need or want? Can you tell it to me in three sentences who it's for and what they need or want? Now, here's what we do that goes back to belief. We stay in the realm of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know what it means? I don't know. I've coached thousands of women. You know what I I don't know actually means? What does I don't know actually mean? I don't know means I'm scared. So you know what we do? We just hang out and I don't know. We create this false dichotomy in our head where we tell ourselves it's too hard. Why? Because I'm scared. So we don't take any action. When really, those of you who join this program, the bonus of this program, I announced yesterday, which we always knew we were going to do. We just like to continue to have the 12 days of Christmas, so to speak. You're going to get my business program included, which is called Made to Do This. And it is the step-by-step path to go from idea to income to make a business in 12 weeks. Why can I teach that? Why have I taught that to thousands of people? Because the steps that I just started to tell you, you can do those in 12 weeks. You can do that in five days and then take my next step I'm going to give you in the next step. So it starts with, I'm going to get some clarity around this idea, who it's for and what do they want? What do they need? And then once I have that feedback, I'm going to put a price on this one thing and I'm going to sell it to one person. Now, here are the kinds of things you can sell. Services. What is a service? Cutting someone's hair, doing someone's landscaping. Services. Organizing someone's home. What else can you sell? A product. You could make an oil painting. You can make cake pops. What else? So you have services, products. What else? Teaching. You can, that's the third thing, right? You can coach people on fitness. You can teach people Japanese. You can teach people buy that. What else? You can create events, retreats, informational gatherings, panels of conversations, women who are in business, people who want to understand mindfulness experiences. Exactly. And the last thing is content, right? You could create content. You can create a podcast. You can create a blog. You can write books, doing research, right? Content is another way for you to make money. Now, for me, I do four of those things. 
I get paid to create content. I get paid to create retreats, events. I teach people things about money. I teach people things about business. And in the past, I used to make things. What would I make? I would write songs and I would sell the right to license the song, right? That was me making something, going and creating something. So first, what we do is we got to choose the idea and we're going to work on that inside this program. We're going to choose it. How we're going to choose it? Because we're going to also let it choose us, right? We're going to do a little bit of research to understand what the market wants. And then the first thing we do after that is we sell one thing. Now, how do we come up with the price for what we sell? If it's a class, if it's a product, if it's an event, how do we come up with the price? Look at the market. Guess what? The price was already made up for you. There's a market. If I'm going to go sell my house, do I have to just come up with a price? No, the price was already created. What do I do? I look at the square footage of my house in my neighborhood and what comes back to me? The market price. It's amazing. If I'm going to sell this mug and I look at it and I go, well, this is a specialty mug and it has this thing on the bottom and it keeps it hot on the inside. So this is not just like a regular mug. It's a certain kind of mug. Now I'm going to look at those kinds of mugs. And is there going to be a market for that? There's already a market. So if I want to sell this banana, this happens to be an organic banana. Can I sell this for $15,000? Well, maybe if this was Picasso's banana and it's been embalmed or something like that, right? But there's a market for a banana or even an organic banana, right? So do you make up prices? And this is what goes back to belief. A lot of women are holding themselves back from charging for what they do because they think it's rude to charge. It's neutral. The market decided what you charge. That's it. If you go buy a nice fancy pair of jeans, they're not $15. Do people roll their eyes that this person is putting out a pair of jeans that's $250? No, that is the market for fancy jeans. That is what they cost. If you go to a hotel, you walk into the Four Seasons, are you pissed? Are you angry that they're charging you $800 a night for the room? That's the market. Now, there are going to be people who are happy at all places in the market. So here's the other thing you need to know. Write this down. There's a buyer at every price. There's a buyer at every price. There are some people who they don't care to go to Whole Foods and buy organic salmon because in this point, in this moment in their life, they don't want to spend for the organic food. But is that hurting Whole Foods? Is there nobody in Whole Foods because somebody could go down the block and get the regular salmon that's on? No, there's buyers at both places. We have to allow people to be autonomous adults who make decisions, right? There are some people who walk into Gucci to buy a bag. Are they wrong? That's their choice. They enjoy that. They're feeling themselves. They want to go do that. There are other people who want to buy a bag at Target. Is there anything wrong with that? Nothing. That's great. Let them do it. And some people do both. I was at Target yesterday with my three kids buying them face masks or whatever the hell they wanted. And I also love to go into Gucci or Louis Vuitton and buy myself a pair of shoes. What's wrong with it? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with it. This is why you need a business program. Because you have all these beliefs in your head that do what? They put you back at the parked car. You take no action because you have all these beliefs that just throw you out of alignment. Well, how could I charge that? It's like, you don't need to charge and convince anyone to do anything. There are people who want to buy the fancy expensive mug. They want to spend the $30 on a mug. Other people don't. Is there anything wrong with any of those people? No. Let them be. Let them make a choice. Let them decide for themselves what they want. 
This is why I teach people a business program because there's so much you don't know that you don't know. So we choose something. We come up with a person who we think is the buyer. We understand them. We get feedback. Then we sell the first thing. We price it based on the market. Now, once we have sold one thing, a class, our services, what happens? You scale that. How do you do that? What's the first thing you do if you want to scale a business and you just sold your first mug, your first service of organizing someone's home? What do you do now? Well, now you're in business. You have this holy grail. You know what it's called? Proof of concept. How do you know that you have proof of concept? You get one person, one, one person who tells you they're satisfied. One satisfied customer. They give you a testimonial. They say, this was great. You're amazing yet organizing my house. What do you think happens then? What do you think happens if one person is satisfied? You know what they do? They go tell somebody. So you know how you get your first five clients, your first 10 customers from the first one? That's how easy it is to start a business. Now, what makes all of those steps hard when you're not having the courage to take the steps that I just laid out? Does it require that you're some genius? It requires that you know exactly what to do and you have the courage to do it. From there, once you now have five clients, 10 clients, we create more visibility around you. We start to create a story about the brand. And now we start to scale that visibility and we scale the engagement and the sales start to come to you. This has been done over and over and over and over and over again by every person who's ever been in business. And this is what we do inside of this program. When I told you that we need to get your energy straight, you are going to be at the end of these 12 weeks. You're going to have a couple of things going on. You're going to be a master at manifestation. You're going to understand it. You're going to be teaching your friends and your family. You're also going to have a mentor who teaches you the steps to take so that you create that business. In addition to that, you're going to have the women in my life who are the best at teaching you understanding of business development, financial literacy, so that you understand money in a way you never even believed is possible. So that's what we're doing inside of this program. And there's so much more I want to teach you tomorrow when we come back. Samantha Skelly is coming in 15, 20 minutes. We're going to do a quick little breathwork exercise, which is super powerful. Okay. Carolyn just said, what if you're four years and you're growing the business? You should be in the VIP level because I can't pour from a fire hose into a tiny cup. So on the gold level, that is for you if you want to go from zero to 100K. If you're already here and you want to scale, so on the VIP level, I can go a little faster and I can teach you a little bit more about a master and optimize. At that point, you're optimizing, right? At that point, you need to make these choices because these are the new choices that are available for you to make. I'm not going to be talking to people about what they should do with their team or what they need to do to split the difference and to A-B test things on social media when they're at zero to 100. I need to get you first to 100K. If you're already at 100K, you need to be in VIP. Okay, so we want to do a couple things. How many of you are going to be back with us tomorrow? For everything that I taught you today, I have about 10 more things to teach you. And that is why I create these experiences because it's obvious we need to go deep. We need to have a full immersion. And there is so much in every one of those steps. And you also need 
to master it and you need the accountability to do it. One of the things that we do in this program is we put you in pods. So in addition to having my sessions, in addition to having expert guest sessions, you have each other to keep you accountable. And that accountability and people who are my alumni say that those people help them with everything and they're still friends to this day. What I did inside this program is what I do with every program, but this is a unique one, is I created the method that really pulls together all of the moves. What are the moves? Like, it's like, if you want to get good abs, what are the moves? They're different than just lifting weights blindly, right? So you're going to, weeks one through three, you're going to be not only starting to choose your path, right, for your business, but you're going to be cultivating and understanding what is your morning practice so that you call yourself to attention every day and you can trigger that amazing flow state energy. Then you're going to start to implement. We're going to start to tell you what's next for you to do in your business, what's next for you to do with your money, what's next for you to do. And you're going to start to implement that. And then in the end, you're going to start to see what are the results of all of this. And here's the other thing. Like, I'm not going to come to your house and put your sneakers on for you. You will have to show up and do it. And I think that that's ultimately one of the best things about being in my program is I'm going to call forward the badass inside of you. And that is who needs to show up for this program. Like if you don't show up for my live calls and you don't do any of the things that we talk about, it's just like with losing weight. Like if you don't actually move your body, you don't actually drink any water. It doesn't just happen for you to you. You're going to do it. And the best part is never actually even in the results. It's who you become in reaching for it. The best part is the fact that you're way, way stronger and tougher and capable than you think you are. And I'm going to call forward that part of you. And so we are going to be looking at that and you're going to be around people who play at that level. And so that really is the thing. And I, as loving as I am, I'm also tough. And I think we need that toughness in our lives because it's not going to be on me. It's not going to be on me to to come to your house and turn on that Zoom call for you. It's not going to be on me when I say, okay, this week we're going and we're doing this and you're asking this exact question. And I want you to come back and tell me the feedback from your audience so we know how to tweak it so we understand what they're needing so we can brand it and package it this way. I'm going to need you to go and do that. So those of you who sign up, we are offering you guys this business program. We said that we were going to have that expire tonight, but so many of you didn't hear about that till just now. So we're extending that till tomorrow. So if you want all of the steps for me to do this, you got to get in by tomorrow. Now, anyone who already signed up, you get all of these bonuses. That's right. Early bird always gets the worm. I am so excited for all of us that some of these women have already signed up for Boldly Abundant because they're going to make us all better. We need more women who are in that badass force of nature that you can't ignore because they keep opening our field of vision and calling us forward into our strength, into our empowerment. I'm so proud of you. If you haven't joined yet, but you're joining, we want to celebrate you. It is huge. And again, I'm not everybody's person. I'm just not. Some of you, I'm like nails on a chalkboard. I get it. I get it. Not everyone's my person either. Don't sign up if I'm not your person. If you're going to be sick of this, this is what you're going to get. Don't do it. There's other teachers who teach business. There's other teachers who teach manifestation. There are. Go find them. But if this is for you, I would do anything to be resourceful and get in this program because you will not be the same person in three months. You will not have the same friends in three months. You'll keep the good people around you. You will not be spending time where you don't belong. 
And you will be making choices that you'll look back and say, I'm so glad I spent three. Because some of you are saying, here's what I'm going to do, Kathy. Here's my plan. I'm going to meditate. And I'm saying, are you really going to be consistent? But okay. Then they're saying, I'm going to journal. I'm like, okay, journaling. Not sure if that's the best thing for you to do without a mentor, because then you might just be complaining every day. But okay. And then what? What are you going to do differently if you don't know what to do? I'm serious. I got to be tough because the thing is, I need you guys making more money. And I need you to change the world. We got a world to save. And I'm not just saying that. Stakes are high. So what are you going to do about the business? What are you going to do about your talent? What are you going to do? What's the next step going to take? Because I know like you do, if you don't have a clear path step by step, I'm not sure that anything's going to be different. And if if you kind of know in the back of your mind that you're pretty much going to do what you did last week, you're going to have the same year that you had last year. And I think that there's a part of you that wants more. So I'm saying if I'm not your person, and I am not all of your person, for sure. There's many of you who wouldn't be, you'd, you'd say no, nah. but find it. The next person who you go, that is my, go do it. Go do it. Invest in yourself. You know, people will move heaven and earth to pay for college. Why? It's a belief. They have some belief that that's like a necessity. So they will be resourceful AF to pay for college. College is very theoretical. I can tell you that. Everything that I teach you, I did not learn in college right? I learned from a mentor. I learned from a conversation with a coach. I learned by going to a business event. I learned through doing. So this money that you spent on this program, it's not theoretical, it's actual. You're going to be doing it in real time. Okay, let me just quickly look before we get off at questions. Questions about business. I see a lot of you are joining later. That's really exciting. I'm really proud of you. Honestly, it takes tremendous courage to choose the future and not the past. Most of the time we look at our present and our present is just a lagging result of the past and what we believed and what we did. And we go, well, this is the present. It's like, no, that's the past. Whatever's in your life right now is a result of your energy, your beliefs and your actions from the past that led you to the results you have right now. And it takes tremendous courage to choose a future when you're just staring at the past. So what most people do is they just keep choosing the past. They say, well, the present is all that there is, which is really the past. And they just keep choosing to live into the past. There's no reason for that. You were designed for so much more. So enrollment ends this week. We're coming back tomorrow. Okay, I'm just reading through questions. How do you price coaching when there's such a wide range? I would say, and this is what I teach, right? You look at the market and you look at where you are starting out and courage comes before confidence. What you often want to do is look at like the low end and the high end, find the middle. And when you're starting, to get the confidence, I would be somewhere between the low and the middle. But very quickly, once you have those testimonials, you start to move up because you have the confidence. Now, when you're just starting out with anything, whether you're a floral designer and you want to do your first wedding or you're a coach, the very, 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 very first thing you do when you're really just starting out, what did I say earlier? You got to test it first. So the first wedding you do as a floral designer, you might do that first wedding for almost nothing. If first thing you do with those cake pops, you might give those cake pops away for free to get that feedback. That feedback and that testimonial is everything for you. But once you've now gotten that proof of concept, you do need to start charging and you start you start somewhere between the low and the middle until that courage turns to confidence. And in the beginning, you're an amazing person to be hired because you might think, well, who am I to start a business? I'm, I'm new as a floral designer. I'm new as a coach. It's like, yeah, there is gifts for your client and you being new. Because people who are new are super invested, right? People who've been 
designing weddings for they might not even be the one to do it. They might have their assistant who is new, who's doing it anyway. Quality goes down. There's a lot of reason why in the beginning you're collaborative, you're invested in your the results for your clients. There's something to be said for being new that is actually awesome. So I have a lot to say about that. What if you want to reach people that can't afford market value? So we're going to talk a lot about that. But a lot of times this goes back to our beliefs because women want to do the right stuff and we want to be really philanthropic. And so what I like to say is you get to choose your fishing hole for your business and you got to work smart, not hard. And what I would like to say to women is find actually a business plan where you're choosing the right fishing hole and then take some of that money and give it away, create philanthropy, create ways where you can give as opposed to making people who can't afford your buyer. Don't make them your buyer. Help them out. But the people who you want to do business with, develop the thing for people who can afford to pay. And in your business, this is what great businesses do. You should have things that create value for free. And you should have things that create value that create some costs where people get a really big transformation. In my business, there's a podcast that goes up three times a week. That's free. There's a lot of value in that. But what we understand from human behavior is unless somebody has sunk costs, they won't get the same transformation because we have to have an energetic exchange at the level that we need to move energy. And that's just, if somebody, I, I paid for my own college, right? Because my parents, that wasn't in the cards. You know what happened? Because I had to pay for it and I had to figure out how to have three jobs. I got straight A's. I was a C student in high school. But why did I get straight A's? Because I valued showing up for every class because I was paying for it. When you are invested, you will get so much more out of it. So you want to find people who you can just give to purely. And you also want to create a business around the market. You want to work smart. To work hard, work smart. And by the way, there's a lot of things that people will say, I can't afford and I can't afford and I can't afford it. And then that same person will go buy a Taylor Swift concert ticket. That same person will go buy a smartphone for $1,500. Why? Why are they doing that? Why do some people say, I can't afford this, and then actually go spend 10 times as much money on something else the same day? Because we spend money on the things we value. We have to value it. So do you know how many people moved heaven and earth to buy themselves a Taylor Swift ticket? Those same people may have said a thousand other times, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. What do they really mean? I don't value that. There are people who will look me straight in the face and be like, I can't pay to invest in myself, but their cell phone bill plus the wine they buy two nights a week plus their Netflix, but they value that. That's okay. Let's just get really honest. That's okay. It's all right. It's really okay. Not everybody has to be like everybody else, but just let's start to understand why then don't we value that? I'm working with somebody who is helping me with something. But she said to me that working with me on this project has like changed the way she looks at things. And she said, you know, I realized she was driving this 15-year-old car. And you know, when you get in and like the leather is like falling off the, the console and the steering wheel, she's like, I was just sort of like used to it. And I kept telling myself, well, I can't afford a nicer car. I can't afford it. And she said, eventually I realized, what does that mean? I can't afford it. Why can't I figure out a way to afford it? Like, this is not good for me. It sometimes doesn't even start. That's scary. Can I afford to have a car that I don't know if it's going to start? So she 
went and got herself a new car and it wasn't some like but it was like a new cute little hyundai or or something and she really loves it and she said it's amazing like i didn't even realize that i was undervaluing how i felt about myself that i was getting into this like a little bit scary old beat up car every day and she's like and i started to say to myself wait i do value everything right about how i feel and what i communicate to myself I want to tell you one more thing, which is last thing I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to get off. The last day job that I had, I was working for a guy in Brentwood who sold real estate. And I knew nothing about real estate, but this guy said to me, you have amazing energy, come work for me. And it was like golden handcuffs. And I, and that's a long story, but it's a good story. At one point, I was there for two and a half years. At one point, they did like an annual review. And I went in to meet with this other person and his name was Doug. He was an interesting guy. And he said to me, what do you want to make next year? And I was all excited because I had been paid 55000 I was 24, plus bonus, which was a lot at that time, or so I thought in 2004. And I said, I want to make 75000 plus bonus. And you know what he said? Great. Done. And I leave the office and I'm like zippity doodah. And then this guy, Ryan, comes out and sits next to me. And I go, how'd your annual review go? He goes, oh, what really well. And Ryan started after I did. And I was like a little bit more of a baller there than he was. And I go, what'd you ask for? And he goes, I asked for 150 grand base plus commission. And I go, what? And he gave it to you? He's like, yeah. So I get up, walk into Doug's office. I'm like, hey, what happened? You gave Ryan $150,000. I've been here longer and I'm doing better than he is. I closed this deal, that deal. He goes, it's a really simple point. I said, what do you want to make next year? And you told me an answer. I said, what do you want to make next year? He told me an answer. I said, so? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, you just told me what your value is. You just told me what you expect from me. And I was like, oh my God. And I was so mad. And it was actually a blessing because I wound up quitting and I wound up starting my music business. I got really, really fed up. And sometimes you need to get really, really fed up, which is a really big gift. And I got the hell out of there. And I was like, all right, it's go time. I got to figure out how. And you know what I did? Because I had been working for this guy who sold shopping centers and we used to call these investors and cold call investors about investing in these big $300 million shopping centers and buying pieces of these things. I mean, that's the job I had. I was like, I got this. And so I was fired up. I was in my alignment and I used to pick up phone and call ad agencies. What song do you need for a Target commercial? I was calling NBC, ABC, whatever it was. And I realized that that experience of having to like take that action was really helpful to me. I like took a note from that. And I can talk to you more about how I wound up building that business. But I built that business. And my first song that I licensed, I got $48,000 from Hasbro for writing a song called We're Good Together for a game called Words with Friends. It was an ad. And I was like, that may as well have been a zillion dollars. I was so excited about making $48,000 for just writing a song. It was unbelievable. And on and on it went from there. And I started writing music for McDonald's and I started writing music for television shows and movies. And it was amazing. I did it for 10 years. But I will tell you that you determine your price. You set your price. You don't even realize you're setting your price every day. There are people with less skill and they're making more money. You're going to have to just own that. And it's because they decided it. They said so, right? And so I started doing that with my music. It was like, well, you can license a Bruno Mars song for a million dollars for this Coke ad, or you can give me 150 grand. That's a steal. 
And then they would give me 150 grand, right? Because they know what it's worth. They know what the market is, but you got to know. You got to know who's with me. So if you want to get the full business program, you'll be learning business in this program anyway. But if you want to get my entire made to do this program, you need to sign up by tomorrow. Who's in? I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to have this dojo. I'm excited for you to take action. I'm excited for you to be accountable. I'm excited for you to show yourself who you really are and stop sitting it out and sitting around. We're done with that. All right, go to kathyheller.com slash join. Get your bonuses plus the Kathy Cash. Maybe you'll come to an event in the future. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing some breath work and we're going to be going deeper into what do you need to do. We talked last week about who you need to be. Tomorrow, we'll be doing a little bit of both. You'll be moving some energy and breath work and then we'll be working on what do you need to do. I'm so excited. Let's go. I'll see you guys tomorrow.